five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, let's go over to Swedish game makers Brawladay's Symphony to start off the day. Here goes the conductor going up to the to the, uh, to the orchestra. Here he goes. Brawlities. Okay, so that is from that is from Swedish game maker Supercell. Okay, uh, what's the name of it? Yeah, Supercell dot oi. <laughs> Supercell oi. Anyway, uh, they've done a series of these, and this is the latest. I haven't seen the other series, but I thought I would let you know. Okay, this next article. Uh, <clears throat> is a CBS local station, um, and this is Wendy McCammon, and she's pointing out that <clears throat> Nielsen is going to put in broadband only and weight them higher than local broadcast TV. What The way TV audiences work is that there's a certain very small sample set that had a clicker on their TV that could tell what channel the TV was on, whether the TV was on and what channel it was watching. Of course, as I've pointed out many, 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 many times, that doesn't mean anyone is actually there. <laughs> it just means the TV is on and someone is there. Now, before the clicker things, there were diaries that required people to write in the shows that they were watching. And they were a little haphazard. Uh, we all knew that. But at least we knew that real people were watching the shows. Now we just know the clicker is watching the show. And now they've taken that and, 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 and substituted an Internet version of that because they know that a lot of people, like me, don't watch TV on their reg with, from their regular antenna. Uh, for some reason, the Fox News, uh, which is the one that has the Packer games, doesn't come in all the way from, you know, once it got digital, it always was a little shaky. I get 40 other channels, but don't ask me why. Channel 6 comes and goes. Uh, anyway, so sometimes I watch on, I watch TV. Actually, my new TV, I, I bought a TV. It actually does bring in Fox without any trouble. But my wife likes to watch stuff on that TV. Anyway, so the point is, is that it's complicated. It's really complicated. I can watch YouTube on that new TV, and I can watch local TV because I do have an antenna, or I can watch 
a version of local TV on a broadband channel. And so Wendy is saying that Nielsen doesn't count it very well, and it's very likely they don't. They're, they're limited by the same epistemological barriers that all of the other digital channels are limited by. You don't have to do anything to engage. You don't have to be engaged. You just have the TV on. You just have YouTube play. A lot of times I'll come down in the morning and I forgot to turn off my computer and YouTube was set to autoplay. And who knows where it's at by now. <laughs> it's whatever the algorithm thought people would want to see. And what a surprise. The algorithm dished it up and the algorithm played it. And now the algorithm is proven correct since I didn't have anything to do with it and it went on for hours. Okay, so let's go on. This was such a super duper, this was such a super duper article that I decided to just do it. Um, and this was from Canada. Why toy shops and Amazon are tapping into paper catalogs. I always like when it spells it with the British spelling. I, I knew it wasn't from the U.S., but I didn't know where it was from until I got down into the article a little bit. And this is a nice picture, too. It's got the, the catalogs sort of open in a nice artistic way. Don't know what those are. But it says, paper is part of the seasonal marketing for both brick and mortar and online retailers. Okay. So it says, did you ever, did you receive them? Found in many mailboxes, catalogs from Toys R Us, Mastermind Toys, and perhaps most surprisingly, the highly profitable digital retailer, Amazon. Okay. And the style consultant did actually get a get an Amazon catalog, which is funny because she doesn't have any kids. <laughs> she's not really a kid. <laughs> I mean, she's my kid, but not not in the sense that she's going to buy a lot of toys. She buys Nespresso machines <laughs> and, and milk frothers and stuff like that. No. Uh, Amazon first launched a toy catalog in 2018 and mailed it to millions of customers. While it might seem that paper catalogs would be relegated to history with the advent of e-commerce, it seems as if, at least for these retailers, they were still part of the of doing business. Right. So, how is it that this still works? Well, one is the connection to the past. Okay, almost 40 years ago, the department store retailer Eaton's produced its first mail order catalog with Simpsons following suit 10 years later. These catalogs are so important to the history of Canada, you can see them in the Library and Archives of Canada and the Canadian Museum of History. Some Christmas catalogs grew to hundreds of pages. So there's a nostalgia element. You know, I remember, I mean, we, we lived a half a mile. We had a half a mile long road to our mailbox. Our mailbox was at the end of the half a mile road. So whatever we got mattered. <laughs> It was there had there was real value before we even got to the mailbox, and uh, you know my parents would give us the Sears catalog and we would circle stuff that we wanted for Christmas, and um, that was how we did it, you know, because we weren't going to traipse around. It was it was long roads with no freeway to get to the nearest town where there was you know decent shopping, and it made much more sense to we didn't have a Sears store exactly we had a sears outlet pickup delivery point <laughs> and that was still a half an hour or more away uh driving so they would give us the catalog and we would circle stuff and then they would tell us that santa you know might or might not de be dependable it was a good life lesson 
But anyway, so people remember this. The three-dimensional tactile information received from interacting with paper documents reinforces people's memories, okay? People had the experience of carefully going through each catalog page, marking it up and down, folding the pages, whether or not they received what they wanted. Yeah, as they said. Okay, and uh, there's even some Canadian literature that references this process. Um, the Hockey Sweater by Quebec writer Roche Carrier. Okay, emotion aside, how do catalogs influence sales? While nostalgia is powerful, companies must consider catalogs' effect on sales and return on investment. Toys R Us and Mastermind, both of physical stores, yeah, but I mean, not lately. I guess a, a store opened for Toys R Us in New Jersey and Amazon have short corporate histories compared to Eaton's and Simpson's, later Simpson's Sears. None had mail-order businesses. Mastermind and Amazon grew up during the advent of e-commerce, so this, seeming, this seemingly old-fashioned technology seems curious. I agree. Let's consider that while social media seems to attract consumers' attention and, quick, and quickly digital clutter is, is a common consumer complaint. Yep, so you can't get to all the stuff that you want to get to on social media. There's just too much. So you basically winnow it, winnow it down, and the very few sites, the longer you're on the Internet, the fewer the sites are that you regularly visit. That's the way it is, okay? Uh, Home-delivered catalogs can be part of leisure reading and are artifacts with a set aesthetic, and symbolic, and instrumental value. Catalogs present images and text that are viewed as the retailer intended without the mediation imposed by screen size and device capabilities. Interesting. That's a, that's a point I hadn't really thought about, you know, because I don't use my phone that much for anything but phone calls. <laughs> my son calls me a boomer. Anyway, paper catalogs create a richer sensory experience compared to digital, ca to digital catalog or online store. Touch creates a sense of ownership. Here's another really great point. Touch, and this was, I, I read a study on this a couple of years ago that I, that I, you know, I kind of forgot about. It creates a sense of ownership because you own the mailing piece. You can throw it out at your choice and not regret it and never have a negative implication from throwing it away. <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, so you have total ownership of that catalog when it comes and it it already focuses in your mind the idea that the stuff in here you already own. It's a question of choosing which that you want to actually purchase. But you already have ownership over these images and they're three-dimensional tactile. Ah, it's a three-dimensional tactile object. So psychologically, there's a hugely powerful thing that goes on in your hand when you see a catalog that has it, that's interesting. For toy companies, the October to December window presents almost 50% of yearly sales. The critical job for toy retailers is to get the attention of consumers for their store. As Canada Post argues in a, 200, in a 2015 report, direct mail, research suggests, paper catalogs can serve as an effective trigger for visiting an online store and their physical presence in the home in leisure spaces. That was another nice turn of phrase I liked. Can act as an ongoing prompt or reminder to visit. 
Okay, so uh, Amazon is connecting in a new way. That's what they're saying here. They've had some pushback on their labor practices and other things, but um, the catalog helps them tap into the long tradition of catalogs and connect in an emotional and surprising way with their consumers. Now, I didn't particularly like the Amazon catalog because it like had no pricing, it had no copy. You know, they really force you to this to this to the website. And I don't even remember that there were QR codes to take you right to the landing pages for the the items in front of you, which I, you know, something <laughs> If you're going to force me to do that, at least give me some convenience. But anyway, they didn't, and apparently they're happy with it. They keep doing it. So uh, thank you, Joanne McNeish, for that excellent piece. And that's all for today, folks, because I got friends coming over and family, and we're going to have another party with the leftovers of the other parties. So Merry Christmas. Christ is born. Glorify him. And I don't see anybody making comments because probably nobody's goofy enough to be watching on at this morning. So have a great day. Bye-bye.